Okay, welcome back to the Author Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Seabold, and today we're going to talk about something that changed my business as a professional speaker and author, and it's basically the concept of, of when it comes to content, when it comes to your expertise, you want to be an inch wide and a mile deep. Most speakers, I, I will say this. I mean, I, I, I've been in this business a long time, you know, 25 years, as most of you know. And um, I hate to say this, but it's really true. In terms of motivational speakers, most speakers, they're, they're the opposite. They're an inch deep and a mile wide, which basically means they got a 45-minute speech. I mean, I, I can tell you, I know so many people that are very successful speakers. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're out there all the time. They're on the road 300 days a year, and they got a 45-minute speech and a book that's 10 pages thick because they don't really have any content. And that's fine. I mean, I, I, if that's what you want to do, if you just want to bop around doing motivational speeches and there's no real depth to your message, you just kind of, you know, uh, pop in and pop out. You know, I used to make fun of my, my, my old friend and, and late friend, uh, Keith Harrell, who was for about 10 years, the top motivational speaker, the, the, the busiest in corporate America, but no question about that, um, for about 10 years until he died very suddenly, um, you know, about, uh, gosh, that was six, five, six years ago, Keith died. Maybe it was a little bit longer than that now. It's gone so long. But, but Keith was a, an amazing keynote speaker. You know, Mr. Attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. He's a big, tall black guy, and I used to make fun of him the way he, he spoke. He says, attitude is everything. And we, I said, you black guys got the rhythm, baby. We used to make fun of each other. And we did it on stage several times together in, 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 in seminars where I would do a Mental Toughest seminar, and, and he would come in, and he would do some speaking with me at the seminar. And we used to have fun doing that. He was a very good sport about it. We used to have a lot of fun. And Keith is a really smart guy. Matter of fact, he was so smart that he could have been an inch wide and a mile and a half deep. I mean, he was really a bright guy, but he didn't want to put, he just didn't want to do the, I don't want to say he didn't want to do the work because he worked really hard. All he did was travel and speak, but he just didn't, I don't know, for whatever reason, he didn't want to put the time into developing a lot of content. He liked to do his 45 minutes and get on a plane and go somewhere else. The guy had three homes, Florida, Arizona, and Atlanta. Um, and I was in all three at some point because we were business partners for 10 years. And um, and Keith would do the, a friend end keynote. Then he'd say, you know, you got to get a coach, got to get a coach. My coach is Steve Seabold. He's the best mental toughest coach in the country. And da da da, da, da. And you got to call Steve. You got to call Steve. You got to, he should be coaching your whole sales team. And we did millions and millions and millions of dollars together over 10 years um, because we'd come in and do you know, he'd do a speech and we'd do a three-year contract and then we paid Keith on the back end because of, for the referral. And we just had a phenomenal partnership, never had a contract, never had a contract. We should have. We met, we talked about it. I mean, you know, I guess maybe in the early days, now that I'm looking back, maybe we wrote something up. I was never notarized or anything like that because uh, we knew we trusted each other and we did business together. We exchanged, like I said, you know, we did millions of dollars in business, exchanged a lot of money and uh, we never had an issue. Never had an issue. Matter of fact, we were working, we were, we were trying to do a deal in Europe together. Uh, and I, the last time I had talked to him, I came back and he was gone. Just crazy how sometimes, you know, life can be so short. He just was, he was, he had surgery and he didn't make it out. And it, it was just a routine surgery. And he was gone. And I just couldn't believe it. But anyway, another story. But, um, 
but he didn't want to be deep. In other words, an inch wide, I should explain this, I guess, if you don't know what I'm talking about. If you're in the business, you probably understand this, but if you're new, you may not have heard this. You will hear it down the road. Um, inch wide and a mile deep basically is saying you're in a niche market and you know, um, you know so, you're so deep in the market, you're so deep in your expertise that you know everything about that topic. And that's what I've been for years. I've been an inch wide and mile deep. I talk about mental toughness. The only reason I talk about authors being an author speaker is I've been an author speaker for 25 years, so I know a lot about it. You know, I've sold almost a couple million, almost two million books, and uh, given you know 16 million dollars in keynote speeches and tens of millions of dollars in trainings, you know, in training sessions for big companies and that kind of thing. So I, I know a fair amount about this business, you know, because I've been doing it so long. But my actual trade expertise, if you will, is mental toughness. It's the only thing I've ever talked about. I just talk about, like I said, I just talk about the speaking business because that's the business I'm in, and and so. Um, so I know something about it just from being in it for so long, but um, and being moderately successful at it, whatever you know, the way ever we equal, you, you know, quantify that. But um, but mental toughness. And I think if there's anything in mental toughness I don't haven't heard of, I'd be surprised because I've studied with you know I've studied with coaches, Olympic you know, uh, professional sports coaches, psychology professors, psychiatrists, psychological researchers, you pretty much name it. And over all these years, because I've been studying sports psychology and psychology, performance psychology, uh, for roughly almost 40 years now. Before I ever made a dime doing it, I was studying it. I studied it for probably 15 years before I ever made a dime. And probably... 20 years before I made a living talking about it. So so I've, I've been very interested in the topic for a long time. That's it. I don't know anything about anything else. You know, I really don't accept the speaking business and writing books and that business of that because, like I said, I've been in it for so long. But that's an inch wide and a mile deep. So if you've got a question about performance psychology, odds are I've heard it before. You know, and I've heard the answers, multiple answers and all that. So, um, so that really helps me because that's why I've written 12 books on the topic because I know a lot about it. Whereas a lot of speakers, again, they their books are... That's why their books are so thin. You ever notice how keynote speakers' books, a lot of times, not all the time, a lot of times their books are tiny. They're like pamphlets. They don't have any other content. They don't know anything about it. They don't know much. They're just rah, rah, shish, kumba. And again, if you want to do that, God bless you. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, I used to make fun of Keith, like I said all the time. I'd say, Keith, you're one of the smartest people I ever met in my life. And he said, I, I, I appreciate that because I, I just don't want to dig in. I just want to tell people attitude is everything. I want to pump them up to go to the next session at the convention. And I'm out, baby. And you can take care of all the rest. And, of course, you know, Keith would do a speech and make $25,000, and we'd go in and do a three-year contract and make a million. Of course, he got paid quite a bit of the, you know, quite a bit of it as well, so he, he was pretty smart in that way. But, you know, the, 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 the money is in being an expert and not a mouthpiece. You know, before we got into business with Keith, I, I, we had a meeting down in Florida, and I said to him, I said, you know, Keith, I said, the bigger money, the business side of the speaking business is in the back end. You know, it's not the front end. It's not the speech. It's the back end. It's what you sell after the speech. He said, I know. I just don't want to do it. I said, what you have is a great job. It's not a business. It's a great job. He goes, no, I know. And he, and he was a very skilled business guy. He just didn't really have a business. He just ran around giving speeches. And there's a lot of people that do that. And that's fine. Again, if you want to do that, fine. But, but I would encourage you for multiple reasons to be deep in your topic. Even if you are, if you just do keynotes and that's all you do is 45 minutes and that's the extent of your, you know, your, your knowledge, you know, 
I get that side of it. I, I've recently, in the last couple of years, written a book called How Money Works. It's a very, very successful book. It sold almost 600,000 copies in the last two years. It's very popular. I've been on 235 TV shows for it um, since it came out in uh, 2020. And, uh, you know, it's been extremely successful. But I am not a money expert. I mean, I, 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 know, I know more about money than most people do, obviously, but I'm not a financial planner. I, re- I make recommendations to people on a very simple scale in terms of saving, investing, those kinds of things. If you want to know how to trade derivatives on Wall Street, I am not your man. I don't know how to do it. I don't want to know how to do it. So I know what it's like to have 45 minutes of content. Like I run this little class called the How Money Works Enterprise class. That myself, my co-author, and Andy Horner, another gentleman that did uh, won the project, worked on the project with us. He's really a third co-author for for all practical, uh, for all intents and purposes. But um, but uh, so they put that together. We a whole a whole class, and it's an hour long. And I people ask me to do six hours on money. I wouldn't be. I don't know if I'd be able to do it because I I really just talk about the basics, you know. And uh, but now when it comes to mental toughness, I can talk for far, forty-five hours straight if I if I could stay awake, you know, no question. <laughs> the audience could stay awake because I know more about it. It really, I really believe it's if you're going to speak about something or write about something, you're going to be an author speaker for the rest of your life. You want to go deep. I would not be an expert in five different things, you know. Um, a lot of speakers, well, I shouldn't say a lot of speakers. A lot of speakers that approach us come to the Bill Gove Speech Workshop, um, uh, have been in seminars I've done for National Speakers Association over the years. They'll say, well, I've got five different topics. And the reason I do it is because it gives me five times the chance of getting hired as a speaker. <laughs> That's not, yeah, in the linear world, that would be true. It's not true at all. Okay, in the speaking best, because they know if you talk about five things, you can't be an expert, with the possible exception of my old dear friend, Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy, and, and I've said this to Brian in front of him and on stage and, and audiences just because it cracks me up and it cracks him up. He's not a human being. He's a machine. Brian Tracy is an android. I'm, I'm pretty convinced he's like the Terminator. He, he actually is like the Terminator. He's like Arnold. He lives out there by Arnold, too, in Solana Beach, California. <laughs> he lives in a beautiful place overlooking the ocean. It's amazing. Uh, Brian is not human. He can talk about 22 different topics, and Brian knows a lot about 22 different topics. I mean, he really does like he's an anomaly uh, there's only one brian tracy i'll never be another brian tracy he is a he is not human he doesn't have as i said in vegas one time when brian and i and jim cathcart and don hudson and a bunch of us were working vegas one time i, I forget which where we were on the strip but somewhere on the strip i forget it doesn't matter but we had thousands of people in the audience and i was up before brian and brian was in the front row and i said brian but here's the but brian was the biggest name in the room and so i was referencing him as a technique we do in that stage technique to get the audience's attention and so i said i said you know brian tracy's here and i all clap i said he's a great guy he's been on my board for 20 years great guy fantastic author he's written more books than i've read and i said but be clear let's let's be clear brian doesn't have blood pumping through his veins it's antifreeze. He is an android. He's not. A, he's a machine. Nobody can write that many books and give that many speeches and actually have expertise on that many topics. It's impossible. It's never been done before except by Brian Tracy, which makes him a non-human. And so Brian laughed, and we get around and stuff. And but 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 you know Brian is very talented. There's no question. He's a super talented guy. And the only thing Brian does every time I talk to him over the years um, is he read. 
I talked to him one time in his office. They said, how this is him and I. It's not on stage. There's no audience, no microphone, no camera. I said, well, how, how much do you actually read during the day? No, no, you know, the real answer. And he goes, yeah, four or five hours a day. I go, you read four or five hours a day. I mean, really, like you're sitting down and reading four or five hours a day. He said, yeah, I read four or five hours a day. I'm like, no wonder. Holy smokes. He goes, how do you write if you don't read that much? I go, Brian, nobody has four or five hours a day to write. That, I mean, to read that runs a business, but he does it. And he's, a, you know, again, he's a machine. He's, a, he's amazing. And he is great at it. No question. And I think people here see Brian, what Brian's done. I believe, I, I honestly believe there'll never be another Brian Tracy in the speaking business because he is an anomaly. He is very, very gifted at that. He's very disciplined in his research and all that. And that's why his books are so good. You know, he's, he's, if he's not the best writer in our business, he's one of them. And I've said that to him. I've said it on stage. Um, I wish I was as good as Brian as a writer. He, he just he just delivers. And I've learned a lot from reading his books and talking to him and getting coaching from him over the years about uh, you know being concise and succinct as a writer. As a matter of fact, I recommend read everything Brian Tracy writes because he knows how to write. He knows how to get to the point in as few words as possible and deliver. You know, the guy's an animal. Anyway, um, not I'm not doing a Brian Tracy commercial, but he is an anomaly, and he is phenomenal, and he's great. And, uh, you know, he's like Tony Robbins uh, in another way. There's only going to be one. There's only, only one Zig Ziglar. There was only one Bill Gove. There was only one Larry Wilson. There was only one Jeannie Robertson. You know, um, there's only one Don Hudson. You know, these people, they're, they're one-offs. So you can't base your career, I don't think, on these one-off stars, because uh, they're just, uh, you know, Tom Brady. How many Tom Brady's do you think they're going to be in football? I don't think too many. I don't think too many. So you don't want to base it on some anomaly. You want to base it on, on more of a majority of, of what to do. And so you want, I would go an inch wide and a mile deep. Take your topic. Choose one topic. Not two, not three, one. And study it. Become an expert and do all the research. Do proprietary research like we've talked about before. Do all the stuff. Do read books. Go to seminars. Learn from people. I don't care if you've been doing it for a long time. I still go. I still study other people, mostly psychologists, when it comes to mental toughness. Most of the time, they're talking about things I already know. Um, some are a lot younger than me, so I'm a lot farther ahead than them. But once in a while, I pick things up, you know, um, and I think that's fantastic. You know, I, I think the growth mindset with Carol Dweck wrote her book and, and talked about growth mindset versus fixed mindset, and that became a, you know a million copy bestseller. That I forget the name of the book, but. Um, it's a phenomenal concept I never considered before. Fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Sometimes you'll read and you'll go, that's brilliant. Now, how, do, how can I put a different spin on that in my book or my speech or whatever? And I did and, and other people have as well. So you can learn like crazy. But if you got one thing to dive in on, dive in deep. So you don't ever get accused of being a lightweight. I've never been accused of being a lightweight mental toughness. Oh, I'm a lightweight damn near everything else, you know, <laughs> but, but I don't make a living in anything else. I'm not, a, I'm not a lightweight in the speaking business in terms of my knowledge of the business and the, and the writing business, I don't think, but in non-mental toughness is a topic, but in everything else, yeah, probably, because I've never really taken a deep dive in anything outside of playing tennis um, and understanding that game, but you know, that's about it. So you don't need to be. That's why I got paid for all these years is, is being an expert. So that means when you're an inch wide to mile deep, and I'll wrap up the episode on this because I could talk about this for three days, but it's not really necessary to talk about for three days. So I'm just going to, I'll wrap it up this way. When you're an inch wide to mile deep, you can write, speak, deliver anything on that topic. 
I mean, that's why I've got seminars, I've got workshops, I've got all these books. I'm probably going to write another, I don't know, 10 or 12 books, 15 books. I've written 12. I can write and write and write and write because I've I've studied it so long. You can do the same exact thing. It it gives you options you can't get as a lightweight. If you've got a 45-minute speech on a topic or you're saying, rah, rah, shish, goomba, go get them, tiger. You know, you have a positive attitude. Be big. Think big and you'll be big. You know, what you think about is what you become. All those things are wonderful. They're just really light. They're fourth grade messages. And they're, they, we need to all be reminded of those messages. But what else, if that's all you got as content, what else are you going to say? You know, you're talking to smart people paying you a lot of money to speak or write. You know, what are you going to tell them that they haven't already heard before if that's all you got? You got to go deep in the well. Dig deep. You know, as my old friend uh, uh, Harvey McKay would talk about, you know, dig deep, man. Dig that well. Go down deep. Study, 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 study. If you don't enjoy the topic, get another topic. I've always enjoyed mental toughness. I, you know, it's been a great topic for me. All the things that's critical thinking has been phenomenal. It's put me in front of some of the biggest companies in the world with critical thinking sessions with some of the people that I'm not even in the same ballpark in terms of experience or intelligence or education for that matter. But I have this expertise in critical thinking because of studying mental toughness. And, uh, and I'm able to bring something to the table that otherwise I wouldn't even be in that room because I wouldn't be qualified to be in that room, you know? So dig deep and, and see if it doesn't make a difference. I know this is not the easiest thing, but if you enjoy the topic, you'll enjoy the process of you know, digging deep and being an inch wide and, and, uh, um, and a mile deep as opposed to a lightweight. You know, I, I, again, sorry if I offend any of the motivational speakers. You can be a motivational speaker. Just don't be a motivational speaker lightweight. Study your topic. Dig in deep, whether it's motivation or it's inspiration or whatever. Expand on that topic so you can write books. So you don't have a pamphlet-looking book and people go, well, yeah, that's all they are. Is them. You're a cheerleader, basically. You're a good cheerleader. And that's fine, I guess, if that's what you want to be. But it's, it doesn't give you a lot of options when it comes to building a business. What you have is a job running around, talking on stage in, for 45 minutes, and, and, and everyone knows you don't have anything else because you don't have anything else to say because you, you haven't studied it enough. You know, my late friend, Bob Proctor, God bless him, man. You know, the guy dropped out of school in like eighth grade, but he studied his, all these books and he studied all these people. And the guy, you know, died just a few months ago. He died a very well-educated man, not formally educated at all. Hardly. He was the first, he'd be the first person to tell you that, but he was, he was self-educated and that's, I think beyond any formal education, because you can make it specific to what you need to know. Specific information is far more valuable in the marketplace than general information. I think we all know that. School gives you general information. Self-study gives you specific information that you can sell back to the marketplace to solve problems. So anyway, I won't belabor this, but think about it, okay? Go deep, decide on your topic, and make it happen. And again, you got a lot of places you can listen to these podcasts. They're all free. I know that. Um, but I appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you subscribe at authorspeakerpodcast.org. Authorspeakerpodcast.org. Subscribe. We'll send you an email about the new episode every week. And I look forward to talking with you next time. Take care.